I can't tell you how wonderful it is to come back to the Ellicott Room again, she began, to be around all my dearest friends. I'm sure you know I love you as much as you love me, maybe more. The audience responded with knowing smiles and gentle applause, letting her know they felt the same way. And as Violetta now spoke, they remained totally silent with not a word of distracting conversation to be heard. I must be honest with you, the past few days have been very strange and at the same time very beautiful. If I seem a bit off the mark this evening, it's because I have learned things about life that I never could have imagined. You see, I now know we are not alone in this world. The only sound to be heard was the soft electric buzz of the spotlights, now accentuated by breaths being held in anticipation and the absence of any physical motion, even the tuxedoed waiters frozen in place at the back of the room by her words. She lowered her gaze to the floor for only a brief instant, then graced us all with a most lovely smile as she began to lightly strum her guitar with sustained chords as she again spoke. I'll bet no one but me recognized her strummed backdrop as the chords for that song, My One and Only Love. Before I get completely maudlin, she continued, I have a very special surprise planned for you tonight. Most of you knew my parents from their time performing here on this very stage where I'm now sitting, and you know that I miss them terribly, as you do. Some of you also know me well enough to understand that after they left us, I put an emotional wall up around myself, not allowing anyone else in to share my troubles or my joys. Until now, that is, she said in a whisper, again turning her head to look at me off stage. many in the audience craning to follow her gaze but unable to locate the object of her attention in the darkness off stage. It is my sincere pleasure to introduce you to a wonderful musician, she said, a loving and caring man who has captured my heart in a way I never thought would be possible. I ask you now to please welcome Mr. Woody Reed as he joins me on stage in front of this roomful of my dearest friends. All eyes were fixed on me and only me as I dragged my trembling body across what seemed a six-mile-long stage to join Violetta, but I could see and hear only her. When I finally reached stage front, the hall remained deathly quiet. The reverberation of my footsteps on the wooden floor, the uncanny center of attention. I had no doubt that I was about to make a complete fool of myself. Hey. What else is new, right? I didn't care one bit. I got down on one knee beside her, held her left hand in both of mine, leaned forward and kissed her hand ever so gently. After what seemed much too long a moment, I stood back up to see she was staring at me, her moist emerald eyes lustrous in the spotlight. We both turned to face our audience, together, ready to begin our first professional performance as a duo. Startled to see women and men alike reaching for handkerchiefs to wipe away their own tears as they surely remembered Violetta's other first performance on this stage.
All at once, the palpable barrier that had until this moment stifled any sound or movement suddenly fell away, for the hall erupted into thunderous applause, having nothing to do with music since we hadn't as yet played a note together. I took Violetta's hand once more as we graciously accepted their show of unconditional love. Glancing over at Violetta at my side, I was relieved to see that this was all just what she needed to reinvigorate her soul. She immediately started playing the introduction to our first song together without bothering to tell me what it was. All it took were the first three words she sang for me to know she had selected a Cole Porter classic, I love you, as if to repeat the same words I had mouthed to her from off stage only a few minutes ago. I must say, this young woman certainly knew how to tug the heartstrings. For the next hour, we journeyed from composer to composer and decade to decade. Now fully revitalized, Violetta stared at me for a brief moment after every song. I must admit, this caused me some concern since I had no idea what might motivate her to do that. She seemed to be gauging my reactions, wondering to herself if what she had in mind for us was indeed about to happen perhaps unsure if she dare venture there without me. As the time approached 9.45, we hadn't as yet performed Lush Life, and I could see that she was not only saving it for last, but also purposely withholding it from me as a lover holds back the ultimate moment of ecstasy as long as possible. Alas, the time had arrived and she would wait no longer easing into the introduction without announcement. As she sang, she was staring directly at me, and I held her eyes with mine while I wove my musical answers around her voice ever so softly, oblivious to the presence of anyone else in the room except the two of us. We knew where this musical foreplay was destined to lead us. All our thoughts were focused on this moment, and for us, any sense of time and place ceased to exist. I could once again see the pulsating red glow of the spotlights through my tightly closed eyelids as I felt ready to begin my much-anticipated ascent, all the while maintaining my physical performance on stage. And then, the strangest thing happened, cutting to the core of my soul. I heard Trumpet Man's voice whisper from above as if in a dream. Hey, hey kid. Kid, kid, kid. Soon to be followed by the voice of the performer. All things happen for a reason. Your life is about to take a new and important direction. You've been chosen, Woody. You have a mission to fulfill. You've been blessed, Woody, as was Trumpet Man, as I was, and those before us. Instinctively, I suddenly knew what I must do. I don't know how I knew, I just knew. I opened my eyes, breaking the spell, holding myself back, returning to the onstage reality of my musical flourishes around Violetta's voice, before stopping in mid-phrase to whisper in her direction, Take it, Violetta. Those words were music to her ears as they had been to mine. She closed her eyes, knowing what was about to happen, 
focusing her intense creative energy in a singular direction, allowing the music to carry her to where she knew she was destined to travel. All at once, I saw her rising, her aura, a warm glow ascending ever so slowly above the stage. Still playing my sax, I looked out to the audience as she continued rising, to see all eyes fixed on our stage presence, unaware of the ascending aura that no one else could possibly see or experience, locked out of our otherworldly dimension as they were. All except one other pair of eyes, that is. How wonderful, how amazing, how uplifting it was to see Lenny D's eyes following Violetta's ascent, his arthritic fingers steepled to his mouth as if in prayer, knowing in his heart exactly where she was headed, thankful that he had lived to see the fulfillment of his promise to Violetta's papa. In that very moment, I truly understood the gift I had been given and I foresaw the beautiful secret mission that I had been chosen to fulfill. Violetta held fast to me, not letting me escape from her mind, which of course I had no intention of doing anyway. For the briefest instant, I sensed her hesitation, as if fearful of what awaited her, but this passed in the flicker of an eyelid. Though my body was still tethered to the stage, Violetta's emotions were my emotions our spirits one and the same, inseparable, as my mind heard two other voices from above, whispering in unison, Violetta, followed so tenderly by my love's answer, Mama, Papa. Well, well, well. All too soon, Violetta and Woody had descended to the Ellicott Room stage, rejoining that moment in your time at the conclusion of Lush Life. As they prepared to leave for their necessary recuperative and restorative sleep, Lenny D pulled Woody aside, this time gently. He stuffed something into Woody's pocket, and with a tear in his eye, he waved a bent index finger in Woody's direction as he issued a grave warning. Don't you ever tell my Violetta I done this, or you're gonna be in big trouble, you understand me? Woody stood there, flabbergasted, unsure how to respond, whereupon Lenny abruptly turned and hurried away, nearly tripping over his two long pant legs before losing control of his emotions entirely. Woody reached into his pocket to find two crisp hundred-dollar bills wrapped around a handwritten note signed by Lenny. Violetta was right. I ain't never heard no one play so good as you, kid. Take care of my precious little flower.